<laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but every time, like, I'm a loot goblin in these games anyway. Like, oh yeah, every piece of every even oh junk, excellent. Yeah. Just the type of stuff I love. Right. A I'm, greeting card? Of course I'll take it. Yeah. Why? Uh, pizza from a piece of luggage? Sure, I trust <laughs> it. I'll eat that later. But then all of a sudden it's like, you have too much stuff. Go sell. And I'll like, I'm like, okay, I'll go sell at the vending machine. But on my way there, if I come across like any gang fights, I'll get out, shoot all those people, steal their shit too. So I'm even like, like I'm walking like <laughs> RoboCop slow at this point. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> like, dead or dead, creeps. Your shit's coming with me. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. You know, oh, candy bar, huh? Dope. I'm feeling peckish. You know, steal all the shit. Better alive, creeps. I'm getting your bric-a-brac. Pop saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. I ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop saga. Hello and welcome to the very first Pop Saga Holiday Special with your holly jolly hosts, Forrest and John. So why don't you kick off those snow boots and gather around the old Yule Pod. It's time to discuss our favorite childhood toys, this year's standout pop culture moments, and what we're looking forward to in the year to come. Outside, it may be frightful, but we're here to make your day delightful. And since you've got no place to go, let's start the show, start the show, start the show. Happy holidays, John. Happy holidays, Forrest. That's it. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for coming. (laughs) That's our holiday special. It's a sound effect of sleigh bells. (laughs) That's, That's our gift to you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes. I don't know. Please, please sit down. Oh, oh, oh okay. That was a very abrupt. Yeah, well, they, they, they're trained. Yeah, our, that's our what audience me... that watches us is trained. One guarantee you can have uh, from Pop Saga is that we will train our audience vigorously. <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean, no, 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 no. It's, sorry, sorry. No, you'll, you'll, you'll get your $5 voucher to Subway after this. <laughs> I like that it's always a sandwich. That's <laughs> yeah. that is like the 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 bar where they're like, you'll get your free sandwiches. You just wait. <laughs> all right, all right, Bob Barker. I'm gonna hang out here, but I better get that sandwich or there you will be blood. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just watching some uh some some YouTube personalities as I like to do, and they were talking about um Apparently, Steve Harvey has a new YouTube show. I think it's called Motivations. Nope. And it, <laughs> it's recorded 
in like the warm up period between his his many uh, television shows, and it's basically sermons by uh, Steve Harvey, and um, you know, <clears throat> if you're uh, someone who's very religious, I say good on ya. What comfort it must bring to 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 believe that there is something after the the horrifying specter of death. Um, I I'm not. I'm much of a religious fella, so. I can't tell you if I went if I went to see Family Feud and then during the warm up, like I've been war- I've been waiting for like 15 hours to see to be seated in my free seats for Family Feud. And I got to listen to a Steve Harvey sermon beforehand. No, thank you. <laughs> I thought there would be sandwiches. Nope. Just sermons. Nope. You will. Uh, <laughs> Steve Harvey will tell you. The reason that you don't have a Mercedes is that you don't pray for a Mercedes. You just pray. Your your prayers are, prayers are too small. Oh, really? That's <laughs> yeah. the reason why I don't have a Mercedes. Fuck. Yeah. I knew uh, I was doing something wrong. Yeah, he, he really, I, I mean, it was a really a turning point for me. He's like, you know, you're out there praying, hey, I, I pray that my car will start today so I can get to work. No, you need to be praying for a Mercedes. <laughs> Why? So then I could pray for that one to start when it stops working and have to pay exactly. like 10 times the premium of like a Honda to get it to he's, pray to start it. All he's saying is that God is full up with your dumb, poor prayers. Time to be doing rich prayers. So, yeah, okay. Let me, uh, let me just try to understand this just so I, I completely got it. No, I, I I encourage you to because I mean this is the secret. So the problem is like when I'm praying for like goodwill on earth and peace for all mankind and like that stuff, that's not what I should be praying for. Instead, I should be like, you know, I need a mansion. Yes and no. I mean, I think you've got the right idea. See. Praying for uh, peace on earth and goodwill for all mankind is a that's a that is a uh, a prayer big enough for worthy of of prayer. What he's saying is like if you're praying for let's just say I don't know like you are like oh I'm so hungry I'm don't have the money for food I wish I had the money for food he's saying no pray for a million dollars and you'll get that. Uh, eventually, at the chosen time. It doesn't have to be today or tomorrow, but you'll get it eventually. Like, is it going to be gotten quick enough where I wouldn't die from the lack of food? Like, you know, does it get answered within 7 to 14 days, or am I starving? <laughs> day? Only Steve Harvey knows these answers. That's the thing. We have to get... Well, we have to... Uh, you know what? I guess we're going to have to go to a taping of uh, of Family Feud so we can uh, we can find these things out for ourselves. Because I'm not going to re- subscribe to that YouTube channel. No, I mean, at this point, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm going to just stop praying for Corona to go away. Because <laughs> I feel like that's not the direction I'd be pointing it into. And instead, I should be praying to become uh, an owner of a hospital. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Yes. Got it. You got it now. Got it. <laughs> the more you're rough. <laughs> I mean, it's not a thing, but I, if I say it uh, as many times as I can, I mean, I think it might be at some point, right? Pray on that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
the more you rough every day, <laughs> get us a cartoon series. Yeah. Let's get us a, I'll, here's, we have a very simple Santa. We have such a simple request this year. Mm. The pop saga, all pop saga wants is McGruff to be a guest on our show. <laughs> yeah, 100. Yeah, and for him to agree to adopt the more you rough as his, uh, as his new catchphrase. Yeah, get rid of whatever his other one is. Because I don't even know it. And I'm sure he has one. Like, you know, crime doesn't pay. Yeah. Yeah, See? I'm going to try to get it. I'm just going to... Every time someone says anything about McGruff, I'm just going to be like, the Mario. (laughs) I'm just going to talk over them. Yeah, because he is a constant fixture of, like, water cooler talk. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't go anywhere where someone isn't talking about that crime dog. (laughs) Okay. That's going on a t-shirt. <laughs> I can't go anywhere without someone talking about this crime dog. <laughs> and then a picture. Uh, that's the second McGruff, right? We have two McGruff shirts in the hopper. I gotta yeah, get you, drawing. You I gotta need get, to get drawn, yeah. Because that's the one of many skills I don't have, but that is definitely one that is far from out of my reach. <laughs> well, but I'll own that shirt. Oh, yeah. both. <laughs> we're gonna break. I mean, we. Uh, this is single-handedly. I mean, I, 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 I can't see how he won't be able or won't want to come on the podcast after this. I mean, he'll be like, "Thank you, guys. Uh, you are really the the Tarantino to my John Travolta Pulp Fiction turn." <laughs> <laughs> He's been doing a bunch of shitty movies, and finally, <laughs> we're bringing him back. And like. You know, I'm stopping petty larceny here now. Now you guys got me like, you know, uh, an ad campaign, a YouTube channel where I can give daily affirmations about crime. I wonder, I wonder if since like, uh, weed is legal in a lot of more states, like, will he have to come back and be like, don't like, just do weed. Nothing else, just weed. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't just don't do coke. That stuff's addictive, and uh, it'll make your nose fall off. But weed's cool. <laughs> yeah, stay away from the booger sugar. But <laughs> do as my friend Snoop does. Smoke weed every day. Because <laughs> uh, um, what's crazy is he's talking about Snoopy. No one knows uh, another famous dog. He actually hey, wrote that song. Hey, that fucking dog gets on his doghouse, stares at the top, and thinks he's the Red Baron. Yeah, that dog's on something. Yeah. He's on stuff that McGruff, I, I don't think, would approve of. No, like, McGruff would have to arrest him. It'd be, like, a really sad episode. <laughs> and McGruff's not, a, like, a police officer? No. So he'd like... have to do a, a citizen's arrest? <laughs> citizen's arrest, Snoopy. I'm sorry, Snoopy. This is rough for us both. (laughs) That's when Woodstock stabs you with like a little fucking shift. Ah, is this how it ends for McGruff? (laughs) Just slumped over like Charlie Brown's fucking house, like the wall. (laughs) 
Lamar, you're rough. <laughs> Cut to Charlie Brown's uh, trumpet voiced parents just throwing McGruff in the, McGruff in the trash. <laughs> 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 We don't have money for this. <laughs> 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 Throw him in trash. <laughs> he won't find out. You <laughs> uh, <laughs> just hear his lifeless body hit the back of a dumpster. <laughs> Fucking poor McGruff. <laughs> his life's been rough. Uh, it was the rise and fall of McGruff. <laughs> I can't wait for this is I mean this is gonna be his comeback move is a, a leaving Las Vegas style uh <laughs> like just tragedy the, the, the downward spiral of McGruff <laughs> shivved by Woodstock. <laughs> Why <laughs> you stabbed me I guess I won't be roughing anymore. They're like, you try, you do that too much, man. (laughs) No one takes the Snoopy. (laughs) (sighs) Happy holidays. (laughs) This is a Christmas. This is a Christmas gift to me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, why shouldn't it be? Oh, this is delicious. So, um, this is the kind of show you're in for, folks. So, I hope that you're uh, buckled up and you're you're cozy. You gotta, I hope you got a, you know, some eggnog or almond eggnog if you're uh, if you're perhaps lactose intolerant and uh, lactose gives you terrible shits, um, <laughs> <laughs> or like a beverage that just doesn't in general. Eggnog yeah. is foul, so don't do that. Yeah, you know, I I fell out of love uh, with eggnog for a long time, uh, but then I remembered you could put alcohol in it, <laughs> so eggnog's back on the table. Mm-mm. I've never liked it. I I don't like pancakes that much. It's <laughs> all the eggnog okay. tastes like me. It's just oh, okay. like a pancake like... batter. I was like, wow, this is a sloppy segue into John's... Uh, Hate this, for pancakes? No. <laughs> his pancake speech. Yeah. Yeah, finally. Since starting this show, I've wanted just to rail on pancakes for a good 20 minutes. No, no, just... It tastes like, you know, like eggnog, depending on who it is, is either like pancake batter or like ice cream mix or something. It's just too much for me. Yeah, I think um I think that's fair. Uh I I like waffles. I'm a waffle uh person. If given a choice between the two, um I'm uh, all waffles all the time. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily uh, uh yeah, I'm 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 I am in team pancake just not in beverage form. Oh, I see. I see. So, given the choice between breakfast things, you I'd pick um, pancakes. You prefer a, a pancake, but if you're going to drink something that tastes like pancake batter to you, you uh, say not, no I don't dice. want it at all. No dice. I mean, it's gross to think about, right? Because it's like 
they're just like pasteurized eggs that you're drinking with cream. It's like a custard that's not finished. It's like you're drinking an unfinished custard. Yeah, and I have problems with like custard, so that's why. Mm-mm. Well, this is great. I feel like we're learning a lot of really interesting things uh, uh, about eggnog. Um, <laughs> but well. I mean, David Tell said it best, but I, I won't steal his material. But he did say oh, really? it best. <laughs> you, you never, you never you heard his. You never heard his eggnog thing. Uh, oh shit! I he, mean, I've heard a lot of stuff from David Tell, but I don't remember this one specifically. Uh, he goes on his uh, his comedy album "Skanks for the Memories." Oh, David Tell, <laughs> yeah. episode is so well defined. Please continue. Yeah. Yeah, he does one. Um, he's like, eggnog, eggnog. It's like, nah, I don't like eggnog. You might as well pour it down my back and spank me. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you don't know what eggnog really is? You're not going to like it if I tell you. Elf. Yeah. Is. yeah I got, there you go. got it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And I would assume he's right. That, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bleep that part out. I need a bleep for this board. <laughs> it's a word I do not say out in public, and I was only quoting them. And shit, I don't even say it in private. Like, why would I, I, think... I say that word in private? Like, no, there's that's really true. Almost, there's almost well, no call for it. Mm. I, I could I can think of one place you might <laughs> use nope. that. <laughs> but. Nope. But John, I hate to I hate to break it to you, but you do have a beat button right here, you little Yeah, but it's on it's on a thing. I need another thing. Where the fuck I need that thing. Where is that it's, thing? So it's down it's it's on your voice mod. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a little uh this is a little tech center corner. <laughs> yeah, I need some help. So, if you look at your voice mod, oh, I found- oh. <laughs> So anyway, he said it was L. Ew. And then I was like, and then you can. Oh my God, this is so dirty. And then, I mean, don't come here again. Wow. Are you sure you want to say, oh my God. Have a nice day. Wow, wow. A string of expletives uh, that I've never heard put together quite in that way. Well, um, you know, I'm a city kid. Yeah, well, there you go. You uh, you really know how to... Uh, you, you're, you're a poet. Uh, uh, an absolute Leonardo da Vinci of cussing. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. That takes more effort in my brain to do that than just say the fucking words. <laughs> I did the same thing because I was afraid to talk as if it wouldn't beep it out. So I'm just like, hey, beep. And I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Inside Popsaga Ball. It's like baseball, yep. but. <clears throat> yeah. No home runs? Eh. Yeah, I got Join that. us for Inside the Saga. Um, that's, my, uh, that's my Charles Bronson. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was your David Attenborough, and I was going to be like, I need to work on that. <laughs> Welcome to Inside Pop Saga. Um, I wish I was dead. <laughs> every time you see me, I look like I just chomped out a lemon. 
it's true. Watching Pierce, uh, watching Pierce Bronson, I was like, "Whoo!" That's that. Uh, watching Charles Bronson pacify neighborhoods. That's a <laughs> pastime. <laughs> Fantastic. Um. So, as we mentioned in the intro, we are going to be talking about three big things. Number one, we're going to be talking about our favorite toys as a kid because this is the time where so many people all over the world are getting toys. And uh, these days, with, uh, you know, I would say a good percentage of the the population over 30 being man-children, I think uh, people of all ages will be receiving toys this year. And uh, in addition to that, we're going to talk a little bit about the year. Uh, We're going to talk about uh, our favorite moments, even though, you know, it was kind of a weird year. There weren't a lot of them, but we're going to talk about our favorite moments of the uh, the our favorite pop culture moments, moments, I should say, of the of the year. And uh, then we're going to talk a little bit about next year, 2021, and uh, what we're looking forward to uh, in this new year. so, oh, I guess also we should say, um, and we'll remind you again at the end of the podcast, but uh, this is our year-end extravaganza. Pop uh, Saga will be taking a brief intermission, um, but we'll be right back at you in the new year, starting January, with the whole year's worth of incredible content for you to digest, Robin. Where have they got Robin? Where have they got Robin? <laughs> that right there is one of my favorite moments of the year. Yeah, um, this, mine too. Followed by. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> <laughs> they came right at the end there, but they are two, two just fantastic, uh, fantastic parts. Um, so, John, let's start off. Let's talk about our favorite childhood toys, because I, I bet there might be some crossover, right? Based on our discussion about He-Man toys, it's clear that you had some of the cooler He-Man bits. Um, but, uh, I bet there was some, some toys that we, we probably both had. Oh, for sure. I mean, we were both products of the time. We seemed to at least traveled in the same cartoon circles for the most part. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Oh man, fucking so many toys. Shit. Some I still own to this day. That's incredible. I mean, I, I think in terms of like toy bona fides, I've have I've have a few. I have I have some toys, but I'm really lacking on my my toy game. I definitely went sort of all in on video games, and uh, but <clears throat> you have one of those um you have one of those toy collections that is uh worthy of envy. Uh, a true thing of uh, a true beauty to behold. Oh, thank you, thank you. I I just collect what I like, you know. So it's not it's not not like everything. It's like if I like a particular character, I collect them. You know, if, uh, people might not have been able to guess it through all the episodes, but I love Skeletor. So bunch of Skeletor shit around my room. But uh, that's a like good one. Big Trouble in Little China. So, you know, I'm staring at, you know, like Kurt, you know, Jack Burton is like right behind me. If only that were the real Jack Burton. I hope not. It scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in my home? 
It's like, it's like, yeah, I'm Jack Burton. I left my pork chop express outside, and you're gonna help me fight a bunch of shit. <laughs> no, nah, this is done. my personality, pretty much. Long and short of it. No, Jack Burton's the great hero that is like clumsily falls into his hero position. Um, but no, yeah, I used to He Man was you know a lot of my He Mans initially were like uh, hand me downs from my brother, then being able to buy some of my own, and then of course getting them for uh, Christmas. Uh, Thundercats. You know, I had Lino and uh, Mumra. I didn't have too many Thundercats. But, like, yeah, anything. I get G.I. Joe's, like, probably G.I. Joe's were my big jam, though. Because they were reasonably priced, and my mom knew she could just either buy me a few of them, and I, I would be set. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the only hang-up my mom had with G.I. Joe's was the amount of fake guns that were uh, in, in included with the uh, figures. But yeah, <clears throat> more or less like I, I had a lion. I had plenty of uh, He-Man figures or some and quite a few G.I. Joe's. I don't feel like I ever had like the the tentpole G.I. Joe's like I had. I know I had a um, Storm Shadow, and I don't think I had a Snake Eyes. Boo! Then you <laughs> didn't live your G.I. Joe's. right? You only had one ninja. I had, like, one of the twins. Remember those? Oh, Tony the... and Zaymont. Yeah, I had one of those guys. Yeah, they... A lot of them I don't remember. They are actually staring at me on my shelf of evil. <laughs> I, have little, I have the Tomax and Samot figures there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I wrote down a few of like the ones that really stood out to me from my memory. Um, cool. So I'm just going to kick it off with uh, one specific one. I inherited this toy from my older brother. I don't think my parents would have ever got it for me. Uh, just for me, because I was too young and it, this was too much of like a premium toy. But uh, I had the VF1J, the oh. Rick Hunter's Battleoid, transforming Battleoid. Um, and this was the one that was like plastic and steel. Oh, uh, I know it very well. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's funny you mentioned that because. For Christmas, one that stands out to me was Jetfire from Transformers, which was a remold of that. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like the exact same toy, but just with different decals. Yeah, you had arguably, I think, the cooler decals than I did. But, uh, I mean, Transformers is cool. Kind of made my, you know, I know a thing or two about Transformers, but like. Yeah, just a cool one. Just a little bit. Just a little we know bit, a couple. But... We know a couple things about Transformers. <laughs> we know a few things. Don't worry about how. <laughs> we know a couple things. Yeah, yeah, you know, we know they transform. And they're, uh, <laughs> they're more than meets the eye. Yeah, we certainly never uh, worked on a game together. <laughs> Transformers style. No, 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 no,
<laughs> oh, wait, I do have a Transformer fucking one. Which one is this? Hold on. Amazing. A booby trap that actually catches boobies. That's fantastic, though. Yeah, so uh, the VF1J from Robotech that was a that was a big one for me. Do you have a Do you have a memory of uh, one of your one of your pinnacle uh, big toys from your childhood? Yes, I um we'll stick. I'm gonna stick with Transformers because this one was a huge one. Was when I got all the Constructicons. So I had Devastator. And, wow. Um, I mean, you know, like he—he's my favorite combiner, like followed by Superion, and then like Minosaur, and Bruticus. But, <laughs> but like those are like those are literally like two through four though. But Devastator will always be my number one, and that's because of uh, having him as a kid. And yeah, I remember getting that as a gift, and that just blew my mind because. Came with so much shit, and it was six Transformers, and he was lime green, and he was badass, and, like, but when you played with him, like, you didn't really want to move him around too much, because, like, the arm would fall off, or head would fall off, or fist would fall off, you know? But you just kind of said that was battle damage or something, but yeah, that, <laughs> that one was, like, huge. It's funny, I don't have one in my office. I'll need to change that. Dun, dun. Done. <laughs> yeah, how about so, you? What else is on your list? Uh, let's see. Um, I also had one of the those those uh sort of really important uh toys that I got, and this one specifically for Christmas was um the Gen One Donatello Ninja Turtle toy. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, Donatello was the was my favorite of the the bunch, and uh, my mom had to go out searching for it around our. I grew up in a very small town, and there weren't a ton of toy stores uh, around. There certainly wasn't a Toys R Us anywhere within reasonable driving distance, and uh, I remember that uh, she had to go to a toy store in the uh, the closest city to where I grew up. And uh, basically had to talk to the manager and beg them to give her (laughs) if they had any stock because this was during Ninja Turtle fever and they were sold out everywhere. And uh, he was uh, this this kind manager fellow who uh, who who, I don't know who he is or I never met him, but he uh, he he had been he had stashed away. Like all, like all four uh, of the Ninja Turtles, and um, and he had a Donatello back there, um, and decided to give her that Donatello that he had he had stashed away for his nephews or something, um, and and, and took pity on her uh, desperate search for this toy, and so it was a. Uh, it was a, a crazy amount of work she went through to get that thing, and I, uh, I just uh, adored that that crazy Ninja Turtle with his uh, with his cool purple mask. Oh, that's great! I was I was I was waiting for the part where it was like he said, "Yeah, I have four in the back, and you're never gonna get them. <laughs> yeah. You're never remember, gonna get them." I remember her saying like, "Well." 
it, the guy's like, well, he'll. I guess they'll just get like three of the turtles and, and one like Bebop because that's that's the one you could you could find in abundance was a uh, Bebop and Rocksteady. There was no shortage of those on the shelves. Yeah, who fucking wants a pig and a rhino? No, I, was like, I don't want that. They suck no. in the cartoon. Yeah, they're not great. I I I, I really like them because I think they're just silly. But like, yeah, I want that as a toy. Give me the turtles. Give me the four, and not in space shit or whatever things you start to put them in. Just <laughs> yeah. four Business ninja turtle. turtles. You know, I want my turtles being ninjas, not astronauts or yeah, stock traders. Yeah, right. <laughs> Day trader Donatello. <laughs> Comes with a calculator and a billfold of broken dreams. Yep. Yeah. A <laughs> bottle of Tums. <laughs> How about you? What is a what is another of your favorite childhood toys? So, God, I feel like I just I feel like I'm gonna be a broken record. It's another Transformer. That's fine. But uh, I remember I have, a, I have a Transformer on my list too. Alright, well, I, I mean, I got a bunch of shit. Uh, I, I should... Uh, I'll, I'll spit those up. One of my favorites was... Um, uh, you talking about the... Uh, like, kind of what your mom had to go through to get Donatello. It reminded me, growing up in San Francisco, there were toy shops, but there was no... Um, like, Toys R Us or anything. But there, there, there was this one toy shop on Clement. I loved that place because it was like... Like the toy stores you see in movies and stuff, and I remember my stepmother taking me through there and went down the Transformers aisle. And this was later on in the Transformers world, not like uh, not like uh, you know, Gen One. At this point, this was like Headmasters and stuff. But they had a um, uh, was God, why am I blinking? Six Shot, one that transforms into like. Six different vehicles. Is it six shot? Well, uh, hold, hold on one second. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Who is six shot? was going to bug the shit out of me if I got that wrong after the whole, like, <laughs> yeah, six shot. He turned into, like, six different things. None of the transformations were that great as the toy, but I love that toy. Like, because he could turn into, he'd turn into, a like, a laser pistol, a tank, uh, a jet. The jet mode was baller, um, and he was big. He was just, like, a big, beefy uh transformer you know he wasn't like no itty bitty like you know, bumblebee or cliff jumper or any of that like he he in fact i think towered over optimus as far as size like he's just this huge monster thing and i remember she's like well you want anything and i pointed at that and i didn't think i'd get it for anything but she went around and bought it for me and uh i still have most of him in storage now that's little, awesome little, little rough uh, wear for tear but you know he had great colors too maybe maybe i might be wrong I'll, I'll send you the i'll send you his color scheme you might be like oh this guy's garbage because <laughs> he's like purple blue kind of like 
uh, not white, but gray, but like a very light gray. I don't know. It just, he, he just jumped out and, um, being able to get it at a shop like that was, uh, so, so dope. So dope. I, I played with that thing like forever. That's awesome. I just looked up him up and uh, that's a great color scheme. <sighs> that sort of mint green sort of teal color with the purple and the gray. Uh, one of the better color combos. The Transformers doesn't always get that right, but that's a uh, that is a yeah. So, sometimes they're sometimes they're like whoo. You're like yeah, oh yeah. Thought... Speaking of that, so I had a. I think this was also inherited from my older brother, but I had a diecast Gen One Optimus Prime, like oh. made out of metal. Yeah, meant to kill another kid on the playground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it was so hardy that I dropped it off the deck once, and it, it an internal mechanism broke, uh, and uh, an adult, and I forget which one, was able to solder it back together, um, <laughs> which is like a real testament to having those, like, what I'm sure they were just, like, infested with lead, but... Um, but uh, you know, it had like the uh, the the plastic trailer that that unfolded and had all the like the gadgets and stuff inside. Um, that was just one of my favorite toys. But weirdly, like I don't remember a lot of the other Transformers I had. I never had Megatron or any of the other cool Me like uh, big guys. Because yeah, my mom was like, he turns into a gun. There's no fucking way in hell I'm going to get you this toy. Um, uh, but. Uh, the only one that is like really comes like to my mind are these like the, the shitty sort of like cheap transformers you would get. Like I had, speaking of terrible color schemes, uh, I had Cosmos. That was a, that was a transformer. I remember very vividly and sea spray Christmassy. Oh, (laughs) and I'm not talking like the cool versions of either of these. I'm talking about the ones that like, you basically like folded the legs out and like like <laughs> and like took the arms away from the body and that was like done. <laughs> That's go, the transformation. Eh? <laughs> eh? Eh? See, he was a boat, but now he's a yeah. robot. In your, and especially, in your... <laughs> especially for Cosmo, Cosmos. Oh, yeah. He like his arms look ridiculous. He's like mostly upper arm and it's above his shoulder joint. So there's like he's like a T-Rex in terms of like uh, his ability to reach things. <laughs> and then he's got these tiny stick legs and giant orthopedic shoes. It in the this tiniest little head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it just looks like a tack, like a push bin. Like eh? Eh? Yeah, he's like, that's just a broken boat and a broken, I guess, space saucer. I don't know what he's supposed to be. Yeah. Way to go, Cosmos. Aren't you supposed to be robots in disguise? Not robots. Also a freaky thing people would not like to see. <laughs> I mean, the, the silly part was in the cartoons. He was big as shit. They used to fly around in him. <laughs> and you're just like, I mean, I know they're more than meets the eyes, but... Come on, man. <laughs> Transformers, it's a big mistake. Whoop. Transformers, we mashed up a bunch of different 
robot transforming <laughs> vehicles and stuff to robots and put them in a cartoon for you. Transformers, <laughs> we're all out of ideas. <laughs> so why don't you hit me with another one of, one of those good, good toys? So I think one of the best ones I ever got was of a robot variety, but not not Transformers, was when I got Voltron. Ooh, yeah. The finger of the universe. Holy shit. And I remember that one was pricey. That was, I remember that was 50 bones. Whoa, in 80s bucks, that's no joke. Yeah, like we're talking like 86, I think, was when I got them. And I, oh my God, that it came so much shit. You want to talk about a toy that came with so much shit. It had the blazing sword, the shield, like a fucking missile launcher, like little missile things and all the shit, all the things that the fucking lions would bite on. And, you know, like their little fucking melee weapons because they're lions and they have paws and teeth, but they also need giant knives out their mouths. (laughs) Uh, all the, all this stuff, uh, fucking loved it, and um, you put them all together, and he, it was like he was big and beefy and like metally too, like it was like die cast and plastic and like tall as shit, and I I loved that that whole thing until one day the uh, next door neighbor and I used to like play all the time. Never had a problem. He loved Ghostbusters. I didn't have a problem with that. I mean, he had Proton Pack, PK Reader, all this shit. That and lucky he, son of a gun. Yeah, like I mean, he even had he even had his own jumpsuit. That's how much he loved. Like he's like he was like a kid that you see in the movies who wears like the clothes and gets all the cool shit. I was never one of those kids. I'd be like, I I love Robotech, but I never had like a Robotech flight suit or anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway. One day, one of his school buddies came over or something. They're like, hey, you want to play? I was like, of course. I got to impress this kid. Here comes the Voltron. I bring the Voltron out. We're all playing, having a good time. That motherfucker broke the head off of my black line. No! (laughs) That's the most important one for the head to work. I know. Like, if it was green, like, Pidge, get the fuck out of here, Pidge. I don't care. Like, that's fine. He he could be uh, headless there. He just literally, he was looking at me. He grabbed the black lion's head and went. (laughs) (laughs) And that kid's name was Ted Cruz. (laughs) No, that kid's name is don't fucking worry about it because he won't be talking to nobody no more. You know what I'm saying? What? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not admitting to murder on a podcast, but I'm not not admitting to murder on a podcast. (laughs) I mean, okay, no, I didn't murder him, but I seriously, I sure as hell wanted to. Um, I actually wanted to. This is Sparta! <laughs> Do you like, have a big pit in your childhood yeah, home? If I had a pit, I would have kicked him in that pit. 
instead. I was like, hey, I'm done playing for the day. And I took my broken line and went in. But the, the time I got him, I, I, I truly cherished him. And I mean, he's Voltron is such a mainstay to me, like to this day, that um, for one Christmas recently, someone got me the very first issue of Voltron uh, CGC graded. Wow. Uh, 9.8. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Wow. What? Sorry. Oh, wait. Thanks. Hey, uh, Owen Wilson, everybody. Wow. You're going to leave without saying anything? Wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh. All right. What else you, well. you got to say, uh, Owen? Or Owen? I always go Owen. Yeah, yeah, Owen, right? I always mix Owen and Luke. Okay. <laughs> Fuck that joke up. So we just go in there. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's like that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Rawr, <pah. laughs> yeah. It was that old pod racer scene. Uh, that's awesome um so i mean obviously i had uh, like a bunch of toys that were super meaningful to me when i was uh growing up uh like i had the the egon with the the little proton pack but there was just like a little like plastic you could stick a little plastic uh like squiggly line into the proton pack and it's like ooh. Could you twist it so it looked like it was shooting exactly. out of the barrel? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is uh, the blonde real Ghostbusters uh, uh, Egon, which I think, no. I mean, I dare say that was probably my Egon growing up because I was a huge cartoon fan. Um, oh, I thought you were going to be like it, that one where it was the car called <laughs> Ghostbusters where they would uh, also kind of fight ghost, but you mean, not really. You mean the, the other Ghostbusters cartoon? Yeah, the one, the reason why it's called the real Ghostbusters yeah, in the first or, place was because there was God, another. That, could, that confused the <laughs> shit out of me as a kid. Where's Egon? Where's Vaderman? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit, the Ghostbusters is on? Uh, this is awesome. I've never seen this episode. What the hell is happening? Why is the animation worse? Is Where's... that a gorilla? <laughs> why are they solving crimes? <laughs> Where's the technology and... Uh... Yeah, all the all your favorite characters. Yeah. Where's Janine? <laughs> <laughs> but one of the so I had a that that stuff and like a uh I had uh a bunch of Legos obviously. Um that was a huge deal for me, but one of the things I wanted to make sure we talk about is slimes. Back in the 80s and 90s slimes were a huge deal like you could just buy a a like a a container of nickelodeon gack shit you could buy like i mean everything had like fucking goop and slime at one point yeah right there was like toys where slime would come out Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. get all crusty and disgusting (laughs) yeah i had the uh there's a he-man one with a pit that was like mm. a little like skull face, and it was just like the, the 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 it was like a weird dinosaur skull thing, if I'm remembering it correctly. I think so. Just, you had that like, one, yeah. You know, I awesome. the shit out of my fucking uh, figures. <laughs> and then like like you know like someone with a bad idea have to try to figure out how to put that shit back in the container. 
Yeah. Okay. I shouldn't have but, spent all my money on, you know, betting on that horse with the longest <laughs> nose. Uh, well, okay, I got like half the <laughs> container back. Yeah. And the minute it got a hair in it, it was over. That was just disgusting. It would somehow. Well, like, yeah, I mean, it was already hair. gross, but it's gross squared. Yeah. Especially when it had all chunks off. Yeah. <laughs> Here, so do you. So go ahead. What no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to ask you, uh, what are your. Like, uh. Those are like all the ones I can like really remember. So, why don't you give me some more of uh, your uh, your your? I, I I bet you have tons more. So uh, let's hear. Oh them. yeah, um, I remember when I got my uh, first mask toy. Do you remember? Mask, mask. crusaders fighting crime. Mm-hmm. I don't. And you're talking about the M dot A dot S dot K mask, yes. right? Yes, with fucking Matt Tracker in his Thunderbird. I, I that just turned... had the green motorcycle. Hey, you had the best one. The green motorcycle to this day, not only if you still had it, is worth some money. Shit, I don't. But had the easiest transformation, and everyone wanted it. Like, everyone wanted it. I always wanted the car. Isn't it crazy? Uh, well, of course. I mean, that one was pretty easy too. The the um the first one I got was actually it's called the Piranha, and it was a part of Venom. You know, the bad guys crew. Of course, yeah. And it was the motorcycle with the sidecar. And uh, I think it's probably why my fascination with the color purple is so strong. Not the book or the movie. The actual <laughs> color. As if this podcast couldn't get more dour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just wanted to be clear. No, I'm just I'm fucking around. Go ahead. I know, I know. But uh, that was the one I loved. That one, like so much so that I would use the um, the uh, sidecar because that one could shoot off. It turned into like a little boat type of thing, like a little yeah. boat submarine thing. I had a. Um, Someone bought me one like one of those motorized like trucks. You know, you put like like three or four A batteries in it and um could turn it on, it would drive around. And so I had like that, but I destroyed the top body, but I still had the wheels and the base. So then I would attach the uh sub top to those wheels and have it just drive around. Made like my own little vehicles and stuff with it. Uh love that one. Uh the the grail for me the one that I still want and sometimes I might I might finally pull the trigger and buy one is um the chief bad guy of Venom had that uh, plane helicopter one mm-hmm. and I love the way this thing looks it probably looks like shit now if I was to look it up I haven't seen it in a while but I wanted one so bad that I finally saved up. This wasn't Christmas, but I wanted one so bad. I finally saved up enough money where I could buy one because it was like $20. And this was 1986. And I had a, my brother gave me a choice. 
yeah, like because we were at the the Woolworths was a place where I bought my toys all the time, and we were at the Woolworths and I had one. I was about to buy it, and he's like, "Okay, but John, remember, we're gonna go see Transformers the movie. So, do you want to go see Transformers the movie, or do you want this toy?" And then I saw Transformers the movie. <laughs> I'd say, I mean, that's a pretty good trade. I made a shitty trade because I cried crazy when Optimus died. My heart. Oh, was, that's true. Oh man, know, that really affected me in a very profound way as a youth as well. Yeah, they Never were just mind. like, yeah, hey, all trade. the ones that you've you've grown up with and love, fuck those guys. They're all dead. Now you're here's gonna... Rodimus. Yeah, don't you like him? He's the one that you know <laughs> killed Optimus. Isn't he cool? And you're like, he no. sucks. Yeah, and then you got like Ultra Magnus. He's like, damn it, open. <laughs> Because he can't fight and he got blown up on a junk planet. Like, because he, he deserved it. Like, the only ones I liked were Blur and RC. Because yep. they did stuff. Even Springer. Springer's like, check me out. I turn into a helicopter and a weird car thing. But my propeller's really cheap because something made out of garbage broke it. <laughs> you know, so I've had to see all that. And, you know, in the theaters, I saw that at the West Portal Theater. I remember it because that's how traumatized I was. I could have avoided all that trauma, all the years of therapy and everything else if I would have just bought that damn mask vehicle. <laughs> Shit about the mask. I <laughs> should have bought it. Like, Give me that more you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I... I you know, my mom, you know, I was raised single parent. My mom didn't have much money, but whenever Christmas or my birthday roll around, she'd always, like, stupidly hook me up. And I had so many great memories there. Um, but I wanted to ask you, quickly, do you remember your first game console that was bought specifically for you? Yes. Yes, I do. So... My very first game console was the Atari 2600, and that was not bought for me. I inherited it that from my older brother, and I used to play it a lot. Um, mm. My mom skipped the NES generation, uh, despite me putting together many like child lawyer style presentations about how it could be used for education and exercise. <laughs> <laughs> the... Uh, the sort of counter programming of uh, how it would uh, it would rot your brains um, was too persuasive. So many years later, um, I uh, I fell sick with a, a terrible flu, um, and so I was uh, holed up on the couch, you know, just vomiting everything uh, that was that I could possibly eat with a super high temperature, and uh, just in a, a very bad way. Um, and so I think my mom just felt so bad for me at that moment that she gave in, you know, went, uh, for, for gone her, uh, misgivings. And, and granted, this is somebody who is a, uh, a single mom and she is, uh, working as a waitress too. And she's got two kids that she has to support. And, uh, so there's not a lot of uh, extra money there, but then her two kids are both horribly sick with the flu. <laughs> and, oh, uh, 
she decides, uh, okay, well, you know, here's uh, they're obviously in, in bad spirits. They've been sick for days. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go do something nice for them. And so, uh, you know, right towards the end of this terrible flu, uh, my mom brought home, home uh, the Genesis with the Sonic uh, one pack in. And I remember being just like on the couch, shivering, alternately like uh, burning up and, and shivering from from this horrible fever and just like leaping, bounding off the couch, <laughs> just like, uh, you know, vomit uh, just caked into my little child sweater and uh, and just like sitting down and immediately <laughs> feeling so much better. It's I don't know if that's I've always been fascinated with video games. I've always been over at friends houses playing like NES games and I used to play, you know, Atari a ton, but when that Genesis came home, I was just like, hooray, I'm cured. Be gone, sickness. Sonic is here. The blue <laughs> bomber. I mean, no, not the blue bomber. The, the blue blur has uh, has has beaten the flu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, then I proceeded to throw up all over my hands while I played, but it didn't matter. Um, can't catch the ring the buttons are too slippery I gotta get robotic (laughs) I'm gonna do it Uh, how about you so yeah we too had an Atari 20 yeah 2600 but it was a knockoff you know it was like Atari or something (laughs) Atari yeah at, at the time they were just you know Anyone, anyone who could build a fake one would build one. So that's what we had. I mean, it worked just fine. Um, but the one that I got for uh, Christmas was I did not skip the NES generation. I just had the wait because it came out. The I had the wait. Yeah, I think it was seven. Yeah, I want to say seven. When on Christmas Day, my mom bought me the NES with the, um, I had the three game bundle. So it had Mario, had Duck Hunt, and it had Track and Field. So this one came with the light gun and the, uh, the power mat. Ooh. And, oh, we played the ever living shit out of Track and Field. Like, I'm glad I lived on the bottom floor because I'm sure neighbors would have ran me over with their, like, Buick or something <laughs> with all the stomping that you were doing playing that or uh, doing the, they had, like, the whole, uh, like, fucking doing the, the long jump and you're like, hanging around on that fucking mat and... Oh, I remember because I was begging and pleading. I didn't. I didn't have the ability to uh, kid lawyer it, or you know, like do a PowerPoint presentation. Like, mom, you could see here that <laughs> you know I'm going out and hanging out with the bad kids. If I had a Nintendo, <laughs> I would stay inside and stay away from said bad kids here. Now, I think this is a compelling argument as. Uh, gangland violence is increasing that if I have a light done here I can train to shoot back at the other busters on the street who are trying to attack <laughs> me. How will I train and do this and get run away? Well, I need this power pad here 
which will get me into physical shape to be able to run and shoot said busters out on the streets with my space gap. Wow, I really needed uh, I needed the advice of uh, the John Council when I was uh, growing up because as a kid who came from a town of like 3,000 people, the entire sort of like <laughs> bad element <laughs> argument is not something I, uh, I, can, I considered. But man, those are all life useful skills if you're well, trying to, to uh, run away after. <laughs> shooting the bad guys <laughs> well i'm saying i didn't have that ability back then if i did then that would have been great now i was like mom please it's so cool mario's like the hip new thing and i remember my mom bought it and i because i used to go shopping with her all the time and i remember she bought something but she would make me like walk ahead don't look in this bag don't like she would do all that stuff so I couldn't see what she got. And when she, I was with her when she bought it, didn't know. I opened that eye, I was happier than a, I guess, a pig and shit. I don't think pigs are happy or realize they're in shit, but whatever. I was one of those. Um, I, oh man, we, we played the shit out of that. Had to get the adapter, you know, the UHF adapter to fork into the back of our giant ass cube TV so we could play it. But oh yeah. That was, that was the first one that was, like, uh, meant for me. And then, you know, my, my brother, of course, played along. That's awesome. I eventually retired him from playing game consoles altogether. <laughs> As younger brothers are wont to do. Yeah. Dreamcast. That was the... That was when I finally broke his spirits. Um, <laughs> the last straw. <laughs> Soul Calibur. Yeah. I That's remember. awesome. He stopped playing. He really stopped playing games with us. <laughs> like <laughs> after Soul this is bullshit. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so before we, we move on to uh, standout pop culture moments from this year, is there any uh, final thoughts you want to say on your uh, your favorite toys from your childhood? I'm sure you have dozens of hours of stories, but I I mean final I do. wrap ups. Um, I would say for those who listen, who have kids in there, um, in their, you know, in, in their purview or have their kids of their own. Yes. Kids in their employ. Well, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) uh, I'm using purview in the sense, like they're around, but you're not around them all the time, but. Right. Um, you have kids you need to, you need to buy stuff for still shame on you. Yeah. This is coming out on Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get You're your too ass late. Out there. Yeah, go out there now. It's too late. Go go to Walgreens and uh buy, you know, grab some stupid shit off the shelf and uh buy it. But no, like kid um buying a toy or buying something that a, a child likes just in general can possibly shape their future in ways you don't know. So if a kid is all out there saying, I want this, I want this, really take a look at it and, um, you know, try to figure out why they want that toy or that figure. If it's something, a show they watch or, you know, something that appeals to them because you never know what type of imagination that could unlock. So, you know, for me, 
all the years of liking toys and comic books and you know the things that kind of come from that i thought were gonna was gonna amount to nothing just just fandom which is great but nothing for me but i was actually able to take all this knowledge and kind of turn it into a career and that was because i fell in love with a little hunk of plastic that was on a show that i watched and it allowed me to think creatively, be creative, and um, then share that, you know, not only that creative spirit, but that um, passion and uh, for the product, you know, in general. So that way people could be like, hey, you know what? Whoever's running this understands that. And I respect them for that because they understand what what it means to be a fan of this. And, you know, so... Buy your kid toys. See what happens. If they like dinosaurs, maybe they want to become an archaeologist. Or maybe they want to be a dino writer. Nothing wrong with either or. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that was a great... That's a, an excellent point and uh, very well said. And I agree wholeheartedly. I think when we were young, there was a tendency to think that toys like this or video games were sort of a distraction from the real important things that you should be paying attention to. But, you know, both of us are gainfully employed and have made our careers based on those things that we loved when we were a kid. So, yeah, I couldn't uh, echo your sentiment uh, more uh, sincerely enough because um, it's true. You just, uh, you know, sometimes it's not bad indulging a kid and, and, and the things that they're interested in, because you never know what that'll lead to. That's it. Extremely well said, extremely well said, not salad, whatever that is. Salad. It's like, yeah, going to like that, um, with the fucking green salad shop. (laughs) Salads. Salad. Yes. Or mixed. uh, or mixed greens, you know, mm-hmm. one of those places, yes. and everything just tastes like wilted. Yeah, down here they've got some pretty good ones. I don't want to extol sure. salad places, but uh, they have a place down here called Sweet Greens, and uh, their salads are rule. Made of leaves, yeah. sweet greens are made of leaves. Mm. Just hope there's no salmonella on these. That would ruin my day, you see. <laughs> Puking and pooping all over the bus seat. <laughs> this is like something, uh, this is, sounds like something that has been only, uh, only learned by experience. I'm telling you, that fucking mixed place, or there's a one off of Embarcadero. Ooh, oof. <laughs> I was happy that the building employed the poopery in the in the bathroom. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> all I'm gonna say is that uh, they charge way too much for a salad down here. Um, if I'm getting two salads for for me and my lovely wife, uh, and I I come away paying twenty four dollars, something is wrong. Yeah, like I'm a I'm a flat out come out and say it right now. And if the uh, salad Illuminati hear this and snuff me out. I just need you to save this recording and keep sharing it. Remember um, me. Remember. 
There's no salad worth $12. <laughs> I don't care what's in it. There's no salad worth $10 you, or $12. You could put a hunk of gold worth $12 in that salad, and that salad should be 7 bucks at best. That's all I'm going to say. That's true. I agree. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, oh, the humanity. It seems that John has been sniped by the salad police. They shot uh, me with the rutabaga. <laughs> it was murder by crouton. Shit, man, some of these places got some hard-ass croutons. You could kill somebody with that. Yeah, dude, you put that <laughs> crouton going fast enough, it's like shrapnel. That's yeah, going it's... straight through the old frontal cortex. Oh, God, he's... there's just like... Bread bits and and uh, uh, herbs. He was killed by a, a Italian roasted crouton of some sort. Um, probably meant for maybe a Texas Roadhouse salad or you know uh, some sort of weird just standard salad that wanted some zest to it. <laughs> you can tell by the viscera. <laughs> you can tell by the viscera. The classic uh, sweet green saying. Yeah. It um, entered through here and blew out the back of his brains. <laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the pop culture high points for you this year. Uh, or for us, I should say. Um, and uh, uh, let's just kick things off. I thought one of the most fascinating pop culture... Uh, things to happen this year happen recently. And I think that that is the sort of uh, the uh, implosion of the goodwill that CD Projekt Red had had uh, had built up with the gaming community mm -hmm. over its uh, its um, launch of uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which I think just to give us credit, both you and I were extremely dubious of this launch. Uh, and we put that, we, I think we put that in the podcast and uh, so that's, 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 that's an historical record. Yeah. I think we put that on wax. It might've, it might've ended up in the cutting room floor, but could have, could have, um, yes, I don't, don't remember quite. Yeah. But enough. yeah, but no, the, uh, the hype train as it will, or as you, as you say, was not, uh, running through these stations here. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, man, I feel I, I I think I messaged you. I felt really bad for anyone um who waited the last seven years expecting uh you know everything that they were promising. Yep. I felt like really bad that I was like, there's nothing that they could ever do, even if even if they did everything they said they were going to do that I think would appeal to anyone because the, the hype level was, uh, I mean, stupid. Like, honestly, it was just, it was, it was ridiculous, um, for this game. And, um, you know, after playing it and, you know, we've clocked in, uh, some serious hours. I think I've clocked in 84 hours now. Good Lordy McMorty. Yeah. Um, and that was my dog, know. by the way. <laughs> that weird snort and sigh was my dog. I was not snorting at your, uh, your, your, uh, 
impressive uh, cyberpunk uh, timeline. Right. You were snorting at my timeline. <laughs> yeah, but like... Hello. When when you are trying to say something to your friend and podcasting partner, and maybe it's a bit prickly, uh, blame it on the dog. The dog. Uh, yeah, um, that sucks because they, you know, think about it. Like, man, you come out with Witcher 3, which was also like rot with bugs, but not nearly any sort of level of hype. Allow them to quietly kind of fix those bugs and turn Witcher 3 into like, not just a success, but like, you know, uh, like a, a, like a cultural thing. Yeah, you know, like everyone knows it has a show now, and it probably yeah. wouldn't without Witcher Three. Exactly, and they built up so much goodwill because you could hear about all the practices that they were trying to use. As far as you know, like you know, it's ready when it's ready. That type of mentality, which you don't hear in games so much anymore, because it's you know you're beholden to other people. If you have investors, you're going to have to make them feel comfortable with the game and, you know, but also kind of be beholden to their schedule. They're like, well, you know, I'd really like to put a new uh, roof on top of my roof. So uh, <laughs> you need to double roof. Yeah. I got two roofs. You see one roof needs the, the one roof needs another roof to protect that roof. But, um, yeah, to build that all up for over through the years and then, like launch this way, you know, with three, three. I mean, look, they fucking delayed it three times, and that was probably uh, the best that a CD Projekt Red could do with their investors before their investors were like, "No, the game needs to go." Yeah, yep. That was uh, so that was a crazy uh, pop culture or a moment this year. Um. I have a I have a couple other ones, but is there anyone that stuck out to you that was a that was a big high point for you this year? Uh, it's it's more tangential than it would be like like not one particular thing. It also does involve uh, kind of gaming, but it, it's like gaming adjacent and the fact that with this whole year being the way it was um you know like how uh, pandemic makes getting anything a lot harder obviously but with the advent of everyone working from home and having to adjust for it it just made like trying to delve into those realms you normally wouldn't be able to almost impossible from building a, a, a computer to getting computer parts, you know, like video cards or any of that stuff was because more and more people who were working from home was also discovering playing games again and, um, you know, entertainment and trying to find things that keep themselves occupied. Because, you know, you can't go to the bar. You can't buy a, you know, $14 salad. Like, readily or easily, you can't go out for those things. And it was just kind of like all these people discovering the, you know, these hobbies 
that you normally would hear nothing about that would be a blip only to people who travel in those circles kind of impacted everybody. So like I said, it's kind of weird. Like I said, the, the buy a power supply is still kind of difficult. Buy a video card. Yeah. Hell, try the, yeah. Try the buy a switch. Good luck. Like you, you want one that connects to your TV pretty hard. You know what I mean? Like whenever you, yeah. whenever I go to the Costco to go stock up on, uh, Waterloo sparkling waters. That's not true. I don't like that crap. But, you know, whenever <laughs> I go to stock up on supplies, you know, that's one of the few things. Like, we don't got any game consoles in stock. And you're just like, fuck, man, still? Kids need <laughs> to play games. See, even Zelda agrees with me. Even Zelda agrees. Yeah, she's uh, having a she wolf She is dream. not a fan of uh, uh, of stock shortages. But mm-hmm. that, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. Um, this year has been a year in which we all became indoor kids, or at least the the vast majority of us did. And so, uh, suddenly people like us who have uh, been doing this stuff for years saw their hobbies sort of, uh, joined by, uh, a throng of others who discovered the healing and meditative powers of video games. Video games, they'll save the world or not um (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was also this year was also great for star wars and star trek uh we got um so many awesome episodes of of uh, star wars tv show which we never people like you and i never thought we would ever get uh in any way that was was good um but here we are getting a great uh season two of the mandalorian and in addition to that i know this is sort of specific to me because you're not uh checking them out at this uh this point but um and it's not even over yet but uh season three of uh of discovery was incredible it was a they really found their voice and at least it's certainly the past past few episodes have been some of the best star trek that's ever been made. Don't at me. Um, oh, I'm going to watch that shit and I'm going to at you super hard. If I think maybe you'll agree with me, actually. You're but... a hyperbole over here. <laughs> but but yeah, it's been a great uh, it's been a great year for uh, sort of prestige TV based on the, the, the two genre, the two properties that I love the most. So that, that that's been cool, too. Yeah, I'll give you that 100. Um one hundred percent being able to watch Star Wars on TV was something I never thought I'd get. Um, hearing that there's possibly confident and competent uh, Star Trek out there too excites me. Uh, I still need to watch season two of Discovery. Work my way up, but uh, for those, I was not that impressed with season one. I'll just put it out. But, yeah, and you know, season one. They were they were struggling there, you know, that was very prestige like there was it was kind of unlike Star Trek. And then season two, uh, they really leaned into fan service, just like season two of another show that I just mentioned. And season three, they've I feel like they've finally found their voice. They're showing us stuff that we've never seen before in the Star Trek um, universe. And so uh, season three, I think Discovery has finally sort of found its footing which is true for 
I think most Star Trek shows. Season one is usually the the weakest season of most Star Treks. Uh, and then around season three or four is when they seem to find their their footing. Um, the only thing I'll say is that this show continues the Star Trek trope of having shows with uh, sort of black leading characters that are that have to earn their captainhood. They have to become captains. Cisco started started as a commander and was given the captain uh, position as sort of like a celebratory moment on the show. Michael Burnham is uh, is currently a commander and has not become a cat- captain yet. I would like to see this trope not be a trope in the future <laughs> or maybe just like uh, cut it off now so it doesn't become a trope um, because it would be cool to just see someone who isn't a white guy uh, be a captain right off the bat. Um, but. Uh, you know, um, we'll just have to hope for that for the future. Here, 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 because because I am getting a little, um, a little tired of that. But uh, all right, I'll I'll make a deal over the course of uh, the holiday break we'll be taking. I will catch up with. The Star Trek Discovery, so that way I can uh, set phasers to obliterate if you are wrong. <laughs> well, here I'll make you a here I'll make you a deal. Okay. Uh, do you use Amazon Prime? I do. Okay, I will buy you season two of Star Trek Discovery. All right, uh, and uh, so you can you can catch up, and you can tell me. And so if it's bad. Um, then, uh, then you can, then you, you will have not lost out on anything, uh, experiencing this. The gauntlet has been dropped. (laughs) Oh, all right. We'll see. We will see people. Indeed. Mm -hmm. So any other big standout moments from this year? It's it's all latter half because you know much of like pop culture to you know I don't want to say stopped but like movies slowed down a lot of a little pause TV you know so it's really difficult I would say the the potential uh, you know having Wonder Woman you know a, a, a movie you know, that's supposed to be in theaters showing simultaneously, not just in theaters, but on a streaming service has huge implications to what it'll do for the, uh, you know, movie going experience from here on out. And, uh, I mean, honestly, personally, I'm super excited to be seeing it, uh, from the comfort of my own home and the safety of my own home and the fact that I can pause it if I need to, to go use the facilities and not have to, scramble through a bunch of people but i think that's huge and what that will do for how things are distributed in the future will be very interesting to see what happens um but you know that was another latter half after everyone just kept trying to figure out when can we show these movies in theaters and when can we get people to go back to um theaters and just kind of realizing well it's definitely not going to be in 2020 so Smart move, but it, it's going to be interesting what that does. I said interesting yeah. a lot. That's that's actually really awesome because I, I had that written down as well as my final one. 
is the fact that we all get together on Christmas. You know, many of us uh, have decided to, uh, you know, forego visiting our our family and our loved ones during this time. But um, yeah, and I think we're all like, especially if all of us fans of uh, genre movies or the movie going experience in general are missing movies. And the fact that um, that, you know, you could sign up for a free trial for uh, HBO Max and uh, watch Wonder Woman on Christmas um, with your with the people you have around you, uh, you know, a tentpole, brand new, uplifting uh, hero movie, you know, uh, is, is incredible. So. I think that's an awesome sort of end to a shitty year. Um, and I'm glad that he did it. Yeah, I agree. It, it's like, I guess throughout the year, the whole thing has been kind of looking for wins. Um, and uh, I think this is a win. We'll see how it plays out, but I think this is a win for at least the fans. Um so that way they don't have to wait till next year to be able to, you know, watch something that they were happy for or excited for. Because you'll get Absolutely. to be able to watch it from the safety of your own home. And that's huge. Speaking of next year, let us roll on in to what we're excited about for the year to come. Um, so I think there's a bunch. I mean... We don't know what the next year will hold, but we know that um, as as uh, the you know, next year, at least at least half of it has the potential to feel closer to normalcy than um, the entirety of this year has, or at least the majority of this year has. So um, what are the some of the things that you're looking forward to in the in the new year pop culture wise? I'm going to steal a page out of your book um, and get this one on wax first so I don't look like a complete monster. Um, uh, recording more episodes of Pop Saga. Hey! You know, here's what's funny. I actually I accidentally skipped over this, but I had written down standout pop culture moments of 2020, and I had towards the bottom... Pop Saga is launched. <laughs> God damn it. He beat me even though he didn't say it. I forgot to say it, but I agree with you hold heart. Uh, hold? What? Wholeheartedly. Um, you know, uh, this podcast has been one of the more fun, rewarding things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> And, yeah. uh, you know, it's not making either of us rich, uh, and quite the opposite, truly. <laughs> yeah, this is to this, this is done completely to our financial detriment. Yep. You know, this, these are, these are, uh, you know, this is a, a monthly, monthly fees and stuff that we could, <laughs> we could put in account to, to, uh, to ensure we, we may own a home someday, but, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, to be honest, I don't know. I, it's just, uh, it's just been such a rewarding, incredible experience that, uh, I agree for 2021. I am very excited to continue recording this podcast and I'm excited to talk about all the stuff. Like 
these are things that you as the listener will never be privy to, but we have all sorts of spreadsheets and, and, uh, documents and stuff plotting out the future of, uh, the future of pop saga. And if you're a fan, the future is bright. I hope you will continue to listen. Uh, yeah. I mean, this, this, you know, I think we've mentioned the origins briefly, but like pop saga was just something that, you know, people would say to us that we should do something just cause we would sit and talk around and talk bullshit for an inordinate amount of time and people would just kind of sit and listen. And, um, born from that was pop saga when it was just like, well, look, I'm indoors all day. You're indoors all day. Let's just talk about stuff that we like, you know, and, and, and just share it and see what happens. And I mean, from it, uh, we've got like a few listeners. That's dope. Uh, a theme song. I never thought I'd have a theme song for anything. And this is like a good one. And it's good. Yeah. 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 I love it. And then like, my like probably one of my favorite pop culture things that no one knows about, but uh, the listeners to this is this one. Fresca that slush at the bottom of your trash can with combination. <laughs> so Fucking... hopefully... <laughs> like I want a commercial with that. Like yeah. Dunzo, so it's been so much fun to do this that like, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, we improve in the process, how we grow in the process and, you know, like the type of content that we can bring to the people who do listen. I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to that. And absolutely uh, couldn't agree more. You know, and then, the segue into something that you all will probably care about more, <laughs> more often. <laughs> well, I hope you're listening to this. Then you care that we will continue to be uh, to to do it. Yes, you know, for the next uh, years to come. But yeah, financial um, ruin be damned. <laughs> yep. Pop saga will be Pop saga coming to you from under a bridge. Yeah, will be recorded. But we are still offer only. Yep. <laughs> but we can be bought. <laughs> we, 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 we can be bought, but we're offer only. So don't make us prove ourselves. If you like us, just go ahead and make an offer. Yeah. 20 bucks? No, no offer too low. <laughs> no. Well, I, like, I think we should recoup at least one month's worth of fees. Yeah. If they offer to give us street cred... For, com- <laughs> for <laughs> selling our stuff, I will say, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I don't want that. Like, I mean, well, it depends what street, I guess. Yeah, like, that's true. Street and humble. I don't need that cred. Mm-hmm. Like, a real place. I'm like, oh, shit, people know who I am when I walk down. <laughs> what street? Lombardi Street? Lombard Street? Oh, no, Lombardi no, Street. Lombardi Street. Where is Lombardi Street? Oh, it's an alleyway? Where is that alleyway? Oh, it's a th- dead end. Okay, well, where's this dead end alleyway? Oh, that place that's behind the uh, K&L wine shop? All right, okay. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. You know that guy? That's John from Pop Saga. God, leave me alone, Carl. Yeah. Why are you whispering? There's no one there. Pointing yeah. to a bag of trash. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, really, it is me walking down that alley. <laughs> How dare you call me a bag of trash? How dare you? I'm not a bag of trash anymore. Oh, shit. I'm a person and my name is John. <laughs> Terrific. Um, anyway, before I diatribe, is um, the onslaught of all these movies that we missed in 2020, all trying to figure out how to come out in 2021, is going yeah. to be not so like i mean normally you know most people try to avoid big like tentpole movies you know like they'll say oh shit james bond's coming out let's just duck this you know we'll we'll come out in a couple months i don't see that being a case as soon as people start figuring out what they're going to be doing with their movies oh yeah and let's just name a couple of them we got the batman mhm we, we got dune Mm-hmm. We got whatever the fuck Spider-Man Homecoming 3 will be. Yeah, Spider-Man into the spider continuum just giving everybody fan service because fuck it, it's the third one. We don't know if we're going to make many more of these. Uh, <laughs> the movie. Exactly. We like. got Black Widow. Mm-hmm. We got The Eternals, which mm-hmm. we have seen nothing about. Yeah, we got that Bond movie I mentioned. I know not a lot of people are Bond fans, but a lot of people are Bond fans. Oh, yeah. The the final Daniel Craig Bond. Daniel Craig is one of my favorite Bonds. Uh, stick around if you're a Bond fan to hear more about that. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's all the movies. <laughs> that's all. The, I mean, there's a ton of, to your point, there's a ton of movies coming out. We it's have the Snyder the Cut. Films. Right, I mean, I left. I purposely left that off my uh, my list. <laughs> um, more awesome Star Wars TV is coming. Uh, yeah, it's like Obi-Wan Star Wars show. Squared. Yeah, we're getting more shows. And yeah, we're going to see Ian McGregor and uh, Hayden Christensen's going to show up in it for some reason. Somehow? Yeah. Fucking it's, I, in a way that I hope won't make the scene from New Hope me, make no sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, Obi-Wan always kind of, you know, whenever him or even Yoda talked about the past, always was like, you know, like, bending the truth. You know, like how, like some of your family members might have, like you know, your uncle is not really your uncle, just a family friend, a little wild, you know. And mm-hmm. He's just kind of telling you those stories, but they're they're like, you know, you know, like Steve, just shut up, just shut up, Steve. Don't talk about that. Don't talk about it. And you know, it's like it's fine. It's fine. Steve, it's fine. It's fine. It's Steve. It's fine. It's fine. Well, the kid really needs to know about that one time we walked down the street. Lombardi well, listen, Street. Listen, your mom and I and your dad were in a hot tub. Let's just say the sangria was flowing. Anyway, <laughs> what? Uh, I looked away. I uh, I put a roach. Uh, I had a roach in a, ro- in a brass roach clip. I keep all on my keychain, and I put it on the edge of the hot tub. And I turned away. And when I turned back, it was just 
bathing suits floating on the top of the on the top of the jacuzzi water, and what happened next? You will never believe. Your mother is so flexible. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, Steve, Jesus Christ! Yeah, I met your father. You know, I, I, I fought with your father during the Clone Wars. <laughs> Your father was the greatest pilot in the galaxy, but he also could, uh, he could put his hands, he could put his uh, foot behind his head, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, in this case, yes, because his foot was fucking halfway up the hill. <laughs> Your father was from the planet Nantucket, if you know what I'm saying, boy. <laughs> Don't be so close-minded. Spec- uh, sexuality is a spectrum. We're gonna get quality shit like that in the Obi-Wan show. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean, the I... whole sleuth of Marvel TV shows? Yes. Of course. Oh my god, yes. The Loki show looks incredible. The WandaVision show looks incredible. The Winter Soldier and Falcon and the Winter Soldier looks so good. It's like watching a Brubaker comic come to life. I mean, shit, they're doing the What If cartoon. Yeah. Like, so much just, like, again, just available, just on the streaming services. And that's just that. And then, like... Comic books themselves, DC's future uh, slate, as far as all the bunch of new heroes and the, the them turning their timeline, who knows what that's going to bring. Yeah, yeah. The the High Republic era of Star Wars is, is slated to begin next year with a, with a, a deluge of uh, novels and comics. We get to a brand new, never explored era of star wars which does not include a war which is fun yeah it's just gonna be normal shit it's gonna be weird yeah you know like you don't have to worry about someone saying yeah i fought with your father during the sith something war instead of be like be careful man the fucking the the republic pigs are out and about and they're giving tickets to anybody who drives recklessly down this road yeah Exactly, yeah. Welcome to the High Republic, when every car sounded like it was from the Jetsons. Oh, no, it's just Beaker now. It's just Beaker. Um, and I think, sort of, finally, for me, one of the big things I'm looking forward to next year is we just had... um a launch of this brand new generation of consoles. And I always love sort of in the infancy of the new console generation, seeing kind of how these new, more powerful consoles move the, the industry forward in terms of uh, uh, the type of games that these, these big studios are making. So I, I'm, you know, I think that this initial launch period, you know, partially because of the plague, has been um, sort of anemic, a little bit light, but I think what we're looking forward to next year 
is is uh i think it's just going to be uh, really exciting stuff that's coming yeah i agree with you like just being able to see the offerings first party and third party offerings on xbox and playstation is going to be nuts because now you're just going to have uh you know so many options it's going to be ridiculous and you know those console players who play on these new systems will finally be able to experience you know like a lot of games at faster frames and you know like you you'll it's hard to go back once you experience a game at 60 frames per second so true you know like it's you know playing miles morales for example at 60 frames per second is just like that's kind of like the visceralness that you want from a spider-man game but now that's going to be like just the norm for all and it's going to be huge like i can't wait for the next god of war um you know the horizon zero dawn sequel uh we'll we'll wait about halo infinite i can't wait to hear what that one sounds like anyway (laughs) if it comes out next year i mean it's right now it's been delayed to like the end of next year so yeah i hope they do after what happened with cyberpunk i hope they delay halo infinite uh for as many years as they have to Infinitely, yeah, you, you, you can't delay it too long because the that is fraught with the, its own peril, and you go at it's your true. own risk. That's I think that's part of the reason why uh, cyberpunk is being viewed the way it is, is because it was too many years in the making, and um, yeah, that's true. I think they could probably take one more year with Halo and that would be fine. It looks like it's pretty close, uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with these uh, these new consoles. So, uh, John, is there anything, any last things that you're looking forward to uh, next year before we wrap this whole thing up? Uh, I'm just looking forward to next year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to maybe sitting in a dark room with a bunch of strangers and watching a, a movie together. Looking forward to uh, visiting Marvel's uh, the Marvel campus at California Adventure if that ever opens up again. I I mean I'm looking forward to being able to uh, record an episode of Pop Saga in the same room. That would be nuts. Oh my god that that'll be the day. Just wait, you everyone who's listening to this, just wait till that happens because that will be the pinnacle of uh, that will be the the true pinnacle of pop saga yeah because you know like i mean i know it's weird to always think of like the new year as things are going to change right like you know it's a new year means new cycle new this and you know everyone was hating 2019 and then 2020 came over and didn't say hold my beer it said hold my fucking thermal nuclear bomb you're like holy (laughs) shit so you know the only thing is we can only ever look forward um, because of the past is the past. So like looking forward to something, um, you know, hopeful is better than looking forward to nothing at all. Because, you know, 2020. <laughs> I could not uh, I could not agree more. And and I agree. I You know, when the clock strikes 12 on, on the last moments of 2020, it is not like once it 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 gets twelve oh one, everything's going to be magically solved. We still have a little bit of a road ahead of us, but I think that there is 
a light at the end of this tunnel and i there's nothing wrong with being hopeful for that i think um and uh so listen i i want to just say uh, uh as we're wrapping it up for the year and before we come back in the brand new year um in the first week of 2020 i just want to say um i appreciate everyone who has listened to this whether you're listening now or you have lapsed and you listened to in the past whether you are our close friends or family uh or someone i work with i recently found out that someone on my team had listened to an episode and and that filled me with a combination of excitement and dread that is uh um that is that is very unique to the situation but i want to say thank you so much for listening to us this year um we had so much fun making this for you and i hope that you had fun listening to it and um i hope that you'll be back with us next year because we're just going to keep going and you know if we're the only one who ends up listening to it then that's (laughs) that's how it is but um pop saga will will uh will carry on um so let's see you know i was thinking the other day like i have such a the one thing not the one thing but the one major thing that that i need to work on with these podcasts is wrapping it up every at the end of every episode it's me going like this um yeah so (laughs) it's it's just it's hard to find that off ramp and uh and uh to to you know uh gracefully exit um so i'm just gonna end it here and i'm going to say um from both of us from john and i we hope that uh everyone out there has a happy relaxing uh holiday season i know it's not there's a lot of people out there who whether or not you're listening to this you're going to have a challenging holiday time it's challenging for everybody and challenging for more for some folks uh rather than the others but i do hope that if you do choose to listen to this podcast it has given you some sort of break from the from your daily worries break from uh your what is going on in your life and you can just kind of chill out with your with your two digital friends john and forrest who are ai that's the big twist (laughs) in our season finale (laughs) we've been computers this whole time um so as always i hope that you stay happy, stay healthy, and we'll see you in 2021. <gasps> the future. Ah, Marty. <laughs> That's all you guys get. You'll never get any more than that. Uh, I'll give you one of these, though. It says you're a dead fuck. <laughs> and then always ask yourself, who am I?
Rap Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.